0: HD smartcast
1: you are listening to a mint production brought to you by HD smartcast hello and good evening to mint money conversation in this webinar series we try and decode some important money questions that you may have in light of the pandemic and the new normal that we live in when it comes to managing money efficiently the first product that you should have is a health insurance policy Health insurance covers for your hospital bills. And given the rising medical cost, a good health insurance policy is what will keep you from spiraling downward in your financial health. Despite the fact that it's a very important product, retail penetration of health insurance is just about 10% of the population. But that should change with this pandemic and sort of look, look at what we can expect in this product space and also to give you some handy tips on how to build a cost effective health insurance portfolio, we have in this panel discussion Dr. Babatosh Mishra, Director Claims Underwriting and Products at Max Bupa. Hi, everyone.
2: Hi, everyone. Good evening.
1: Hi, Babatosh. Hi, Deepti. Then we have Himanshu Walia, Joint Executive Director, Star Health and Alight Services. Hi, Himanshu. Hi, good Hale. evening, everyone. Then we have T.K. Rath, Senior Vice President and Business Head, Bank Assurance at DBS Bank.
3: Good evening, everyone. Hi, Ditti.
1: Then we have Radhikupal Raj Raju, Senior Vice President and Product Head, Health and Health Claims at Tata AIG.
4: Hi, Ditti. Hi, everyone.
1: And finally, we have Sanjay Dutta, Chief Underwriting and Claims at ICSI Lombard. Welcome, panelists. My name is Deepti Bhaskaran and I'm moderating the discussion today along with Tanish Bhaseen. Okay, we're going to start the discussion. Um, you know, health insurance premiums have seen a very impressive growth in the past uh, six months. Uh, clearly, pandemic has uh, got people to buy health insurance. There is traction in health insurance. Um, I would like each one of you to sort of uh, take us through the trends that are emerging in terms of what kind of covers are they buying? What is the sum insured? Is it the regular 2, 3 lakh or they're going for five, ten? What's the demography? So, if you could just sort of take us through the trends.
5: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the awareness uh, has uh, actually gone <laughs> through the roof in the sense that uh, you know uh, the age groups. You know, we have two types of. Uh, when you are in an under underpenetrated market, you have two types of population: the population who really feels the need to you know uh, you know take health insurance. You know, typically, they are at an older kind of. Uh, age and you know most probably they would be you know seeing the effects of uh, you know uh, health risk and in terms of either their own or you know someone in their family uh, but the the other larger population do not be, uh, believe in uh, you know uh, the fact that you know they will be struck with uh, certain things at, at a very early stage and they're pretty much uh, someone who don't plan for their health and so that's the segment which has got changed you know the, the segment which not believe in the morbidity risk or health risk in a big way uh, have started understanding this is something which is uh, uh, you know can hit them fast the other important I think uh, awareness is how fast it is spread and that it can affect each one of us personally you know it't it never happened before in infectious diseases we've seen cases where somebody had an infectious disease or even a any other kind of disease you know you would tend to believe that it would not you know come and hit me you know in the family everybody very soon so this this particular consciousness has kind of uh, changed, uh, you know, the thought process. So, You know, we as insurers, of course, uh, in that sense, have uh, really caught this trend. And I think, uh, you know, both for us as, as a company and the industry, each one of us have looked at, uh, you know, the particular, uh, you know, the need for upscaling our products and distribution. The Regulators looked at it uh, in various ways. And the most important thing is that, we've, you know, uh, gotten our arm around the fact that we the pandemic is an issue which uh, we need to make sure that we give full coverage to our insurance and also at the same time, you know, scale up which is not something which we easily do in other products. So we normally don't sell, you know, flood insurance in the area affected by flood or we sell fire insurance in building which is affected by, by, you know, fire. So to that extent, we've been opposite. We have gone out and, you know, made a, a pledge that, you know, we are here to take care of the pandemic in some ways provide relief to people who have do not have insurance or who have insurance but to you know big big changes you know if we can take insurance for a short term also or even though it's a long-term risk the underlying risk is a long-term risk i like travel which is a short-term underlying risk this is a long-term risk and you know still you know we've said that for certain periods people just want to tide over it we'll, we'll, we'll uh, make uh, products available and the regulator has also forced all of us to come out and you know, launch products which uh, would you know suit this trend? So those are my opening remarks. Of course, I would like others to.
1: Ask you. Sure, do you want to go next?
5: Yeah. So uh, Dippy, I completely
0: agree with what uh, Sanjay just mentioned. You know, uh, the ongoing uh, pandemic definitely you know has created heightened awareness about uh, the health insurance in the country. And if you look at uh, the industry numbers, also first half of FY twenty twenty one, you know the retail health. Uh, Segment has grown by 34%. So the biggest beneficiaries clearly are the private players in the sahi uh, insurance companies. So currently, you know, currently I agree as you mentioned that the penetration levels are low. But what we are witnessing uh, because of this pandemic is that uh, you know people from all walks of life are coming forward to buy health insurance. Uh, Most of them are first-time buyers and. uh, even, you know, a large chunk of population, uh, which is the kind of of policyholders, are also opting for higher-sum-insured. And another uh, relevant point I would like to mention here is that a lot of young customers right. are signing up for insurance.
1: Yeah. Himanshu, you know what, uh, Star Health actually has very impressive coverage even in uh, smaller towns and cities. Why don't you sort of tell us a bit about the demography i mean is it very young who are buying and what products are they buying are they picking up the corona standard corona coverage policies or they're looking at uh the entire portfolio i mean how are they sort of what's the purchase like
0: yeah so uh, you know all the age across we are seeing that trend you know people from uh you know young people are signing up pe- pe- even you know geographically also we're witnessing a really strong trend in the sense that, you know, the demand is not just confined to the metros, uh, even, you know, people from tier one, tier two, tier three, and even from rural markets are signing up for health insurance. And uh, you know, it is just not about one specific product. I think a lot of uh, connections seen in the COVID specific plans. So I think uh, the regulator took a right move, uh, you know, where affordability was a concern uh, by launching this COVID specific plans. And I think uh, industry has responded really well. And all the insurers came up with that COVID COVID specific plan to ensure that everyone where affordability was a concern, uh, were covered during this
1: pandemic. Okay, Mr. Rath, you want to go next?
3: Yeah, so uh, very interesting. In fact, I would like to give a perspective from a consumer standpoint being a distributor, right? So uh, I wanted to understand from the perspective of that the awareness of health insurance of course have gone up because of covid 19. Uh, but simultaneously one has to understand the fact the complexity of the products that are available in the market with the product variants that is available in the market the uh, the complexity of understanding the terms and conditions uh, of the product in terms of exclusive clauses that applies all the digital purchase generally which has limitation in terms of uh, having a limit limited uh summer short kind of offering to customers have not motivated uh, the consumers to go for more uh, full-fledged, uh, comprehensive health insurance policies during this short period of time. That's a perspective that that I, I, I we we felt it ourselves. We we were the first bank uh, kind uh, kind of uh, launched the COVID nineteen specific product uh, uh, in the country. In fact, we co-created this product uh, with our insurance partner and were the first to launch very standardized COVID uh, indemnity kind of product, and that has actually taken a Uh, uh, taken up in a rise of number of policies that we used to sell uh, through our Digibank app. The number of policies that we sold in a normal uh, comprehensive plan compared to what we were selling, uh, our our, our COVID-19 specific product is is about 20 times more. And that, that clearly emphasized the fact that customers well understand the fact that they require a health insurance policy. But they're confused at this point of time that which one to buy and how to buy, what platforms to be used, if there are medicals to be called and how the medicals will be done. What is the amount of shot should I go for? What variant of the product that should that I should buy? The digital platform that is currently available with me, it doesn't provide the entire information that I actually uh, looked at. So these all questions keeps on coming in, in the mind of the customer and we got a lot of customer queries towards that. And we kept so on...
1: So they're largely buying COVID products then? They're largely absolutely. buying uh, COVID insurance uh, products?
3: Uh, absolutely, okay. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Raj Gupal, do you want to just sort of uh, bring in your uh, perspective on this? Are you experiencing so something so similar? Think,
4: so in our case, we're not doing uh, much on the COVID product. We are growing very fast in retail, but majority is the traditional uh, indemnity products. Only one thing I want to add to the discussion saying that fine, customers are buying, but there's a reactionary purchase. It's important to keep these customers going forward. So whether it's a pull or a push, we'll get to know once the pandemic is over. If those people remain in the portfolio, it means it's created awareness and it, it made a long-term shift in the way customers buy. If a lot of these people drop out, then we would have failed in you know, its reactionary purchase and it's not made much for Yes, we're seeing much more demand, but it'll be interesting to see how many people remain in the book. Let's say one year and pandemic.
1: Yeah, I think that's a very good point about retention and the fact that largely people are buying COVID products because that's the immediate fear. Papatosh, what's your experience in life? Is it largely COVID products? Uh, What are the trends emerging?
2: I I would take it in three points, Devti, if I may. One is uh, there is a scare-led purchase and this comes from triggers. We have classically known over decades that there are things that trigger a purchase of a health insurance, whether it is a birth of a baby, somebody falling sick in family, uh, relatives, friends, uh, change of job, marriage, etc. We know these triggers and pandemic is a huge trigger. Now, having said that, that led to a massive purchase possibly initially. Uh, I remember COVID product was not available from day one. So initial purchase growth came from this massive scare associated with COVID. And people in hoards bought product when the cases was not even not even you know uh, 50,000. But if you look at the trend more recently, that purchase behavior is coming down gradually. And then came a COVID product added, a lot of retail lives. Uh, when there is a massive scare and you offer what addresses that scare specifically, naturally there will be a huge adoption. Now, how much of a scare results in an awareness? You have addressed that. Raj spoke about it. How much of a renewal, migration from a COVID product to a standard product happens, that's something we will wait to see. I personally feel there will be a new high, but certainly the level of growth that we have seen because of the scare is not sustainable. The second point I would say is, uh, you know, from a trend point of view, I've seen these two categories. Now, once the trigger goes away, then procrastination takes over. I believe, and I have reasons to uh, say so, that the need of health insurance today in a larger mass is established. If you check with people, the need of health insurance it existed even before COVID, right? But procrastination was as much equivalent and a stronger force. Now, this trigger phase, whoever purchases a standard, purchases it. If you let go of a while, again, the same procrastination of this will take over whatever awareness.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take off from uh, what Mr. Raj said about uh, customer confused uh in terms of benefits and, you know, how the policies are. We do know that health insurance policy is a complicated product to understand, especially if you don't understand uh, medicine or, you know, you don't understand medical terminologies. Uh, but insurance of late, uh, you know, the regulator has focused a lot on standardizing and rationalizing exclusion uh, in uh, a regular indemnity product. So, um, you know, from that perspective, do you see, are you hopeful, uh, you know, that there will be a migration you will be able to retain from that light? And also, you know, when I still look at a health insurance, a retail health insurance policy, it's nowhere near what, let's say, a group cover could offer or let's say a PMJ offers, which does not have uh, very many exclusions, even the PDs are covered. So, you know, if I if I look at a PMJ and if I look at a retail health, the gap is still huge. Um You know, I so just wanted your opinion on why is that the case? You know, maybe Sanjay, I should uh, ask you Um, and, you know, in answering that, you you should probably take us through some of the big changes that have happened in health insurance that has made health insurance customer friendly and then address the gap.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so, uh, a very good question you know, in terms of the gaps. But I think we need to understand oh. the context of how PMJ... Was kind of uh, positioned, and what it does uh, to a section of the population, and what it uh, you know, brings to the table, versus uh, products uh, which are uh, sold, uh, you know, in the market, have been selling on a usual basis, and which where uh, it's, it's led by, like you know, everyone in the you know, panel articulated, a lot of the you know uh, push uh, is required to bring out the whole, you know, take out the procrastination part. You know, that requires a huge amount of selling. And uh, pushing, you know, but the underlying issues, and let's come to that, and then we come back to the procrastination issue, which is not there in you know, BMJ. Day. the entire population is covered in one go. Here, we have to do selling, and in, in the selling process, there are risks involved uh, also, which you have to take, take care of. But amongst the risks there is also there is something which is known as trust actually there is an underlying factor of trust Mm -hmm. correct you know and so that 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 is where product complicated complication comes in what do we get what we don't get and how you know these uh, particular uh, things like pre-existing and all will play out so uh, to to, to look at that paradigm you know we need to look at the fact that uh, you know uh, health insurance has grown, you know, uh, in a huge manner, you know, in terms of non-PMJ. health insurance grown exponentially over the years, you know, it's a area of 30%. It's not something, you know, which has come just because, you know, there is, a, there has been a sequence of uh, things which have happened uh, from the uh, you know, perspective of improving the whole, you know, uh, playground, you know, and all of the players who are currently in it have contributed to it along with the regulator. The customer, uh, and I, I would also, you know, add the media also to that because they also enlighten the customers in a lot of ways, you know, and which which is, you know, made that particular trust to take place. But one fundamental fact remains that if we are a, you know industry, let's just take one year back and we are paying 16 crore claims, you know, and we are, you know, we have a, let's say, uh, we'll be we taking a premium. Let's say last year we took a premium 51,000 crores. Out of that, we are paying around, Let's say forty thousand crores as payments happening. You know that that particular ratio has been there for a very long time, in terms of what we take as premium and what we you know pay out you know as claims. You know it's been pretty high, and that is in spite of all the you know the issues around you know pay- the non-payability. Uh, you know so so the it started working. It just started working in a big big manner. A lot of people have taken it up, and it's it's just kind of flowing through. Two the, the principal reasons which have led to it is a lot of the standardisation and the fact that also in terms of uh, innovations in covers which have come in, which is also very very important. You know, there it, it has built trust in, in terms of innovations in covers. Taking you know small small examples, you know uh, like uh, the definition of pre-existing getting, you know, kind of very very standardised. Uh, you know, the players you know also are you know get, you know have over the years kind of become very, very focused on providing customer service and, uh, and, and innovation on servicing and, and you know, particular products. You know, all the products have undergone changes. There's been a lot of specialized products which caters to various new segments. So all in all, you know, there has been a huge growth. So we can't deny that fact. But, you know, what would, what we must really understand that, you know, this process of selling retail health insurance has an underlying risk, as I talked about. It. Underlying risk is, you know, the, that I have to make it sustainable, and there is one simple thing which is not there in pmj which is there in the is called lifetime so as long as the product and the players and the funds is sustainable over the long run a, a, a customer has access to his health insurance policy for a lifetime in pmj it is all dependent on funding of the government and 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 while it is in one shot it's Indeed. very easy but it's very simple all of that but tomorrow, <coughs> the government, you know, stopped, the product. let's say the earlier government uh, products like RSB went on, R- was stopped. they were stopped, you know, they got stopped. So then the people who were there were back into the whole situation of funding for themselves. And if you want a demand-led, you know, healthcare sector, which is funded by a pre-planned insurance cover, there's nothing like retail insurance, you know, and there is no other industry, you know, which covers lifetime renewability in a regulated manner, as long as the product is sustainable. So, those are my opening remarks. I will sure other, other contributors would like to. Hey,
1: answer, do you answer. want to just jump in and, uh, you know, uh, give your opinion on this whole gap uh, that we see in retail health insurance vis-a-vis the group or the government uh, insurance schemes?
0: Yeah, sure Dipti. So, uh, you know, my take on this is that, uh, you know, the uh, PMJY policy, which is there, Uh, First of all, let us understand what's the objective. It's a great move by government of India, but what we need to understand is that, uh, you know, this, this particular uh, policy, the objective is to provide, uh, you know, health uh, insurance to economically vulnerable uh, Indians, where affordability is a concern, right? And it's not fair to compare, uh, you know, the Ayushman with, with, with a normal retail policy. So, Ayushman is a mass health insurance scheme that uh, provides cover on the named ailments, including uh, PED, but largely, you know, targeted towards people those, where the affordabilities are concerned. And then, you know, what happens in a large uh, mass scale policy is that, uh, you know, uh, when such covers are provided to crores of uh, people, the advantage is on the spread of risk and insurance operates in the concept of large numbers. And uh, whereas in the case of, uh, you know, retail policy, it's on a voluntary basis, uh, the individual chooses to take a policy and uh, normally retail policies will come with a waiting period. And uh, it is also important for us to inform the, uh, uh, the customers in detail about the coverages, exclusions, terms and conditions, etc. Uh, so that's my take on this. I don't think that, you know, it would be fair to compare a retail policy with a government funded scheme.
1: But what about group policies? I mean, group policies, uh, and I'm I'm talking about uh, commercial group policies, they seem to have a wider coverage uh, compared to retail. So would you then say that even that comparison may be unfair or uh, is that a valid comparison to make?
0: Again, Dipti, my stand would be, you know, then the numbers uh, which you get in one shot is much higher than what you expect in retail.
1: Okay. Okay. So largely, what I'm hearing is that when it comes to retail, you know, it's a... Uh, it's a it's sort of a push product. There isn't enough scale in retail to sort of uh, um, you know to to sort of uh, narrow the gap. Um, also, you know, when you're underwriting, you have to bring in certain caveats to protect yourself because you're also interacting in an environment which is unregulated, which is the uh, healthcare ecosystem. Um, given all this and the fact that if if health insurance has to become popular. Uh, As uh, what Mr. Rath had said, that you need a policy to be very simple in terms of exclusions and coverage. Uh, Clearly, there is still a long way to go in terms of uh, health insurance development. Given all this, what are the external factors that will need to change? Now, external could be whether the way you look at uh, onboarding, the way you look at pricing, the way you look at healthcare ecosystem. But, you know, maybe give us a sense of, you know, what are the external factors uh, that should change? Uh, rajagopal do you have a view on this?
4: If we actually I would take the earlier question on uh, group retail, my own perspective of retail specifically. Actually, if you start, if you look at retail product, when privatization started, effectively there's one retail product. MediClaim, all insurance sold, standard exclusion, right. same cover, same premium. Over time, we would pull the product the other way. We added more exclusions, more coverages, more complex conditions. A lot of it is reaction to uh, you know, claim ratios, larger claims from providers. Because we couldn't control the providers the way they were charging, it's, it was easier to put more restrictions on the product. So people entered discopies, room restrictions, proportional deductions. Over time, actually, we pulled the product the other way. In the last few years, partly regulatory. Partly, some of the standalone companies, companies are again making the products much more liberal. And actually it's actually a curve if you see that way. Now, at least the re- exclusions are standardized, covers are still wider. Uh, people are buying larger covers. That's from the retail space. Yes, retail product is now looking simple, but it was simple when it started. Just it that in the middle phase, somehow we, as a reaction to the way providers are bearing, now, I think insurers are dealing with providers and not through policies. So, you, want, you need to engage with providers, tariffs, discounts, rate agreement. That's where you need to control. You don't have to put all the controls in the policy. So, you shift things offered to the providers. In terms of group coverage, I do agree maternity would be covered. Waiting periods won't be there. But on average, if 100 rupees is claimed, today in private companies, for retail customers will get more paid than in a corporate policy. Because corporate policies over time, because corporates want to control the payout, actually have put more payout restrictions. Coverage could be like maternity is covered, but limit would be 50000 you or know, the, the other restrictions. So, the out of pocket in a corporate policy, in my at least in the examples I see, actually are higher than the retail policy. Max Superstar, Prada, IGF, any, any private in the ICS Lombard, a retail customer could get let's say 90 or plus percent of the. 100 rupees, a claims in corporate much lower.
1: Okay, that's uh, a very interesting fact. fact. Yeah, tell me.
4: It's, it's in private companies, that would be my assessment. And group, very few group, uh, you know, because control costs, they are introducing restrictions, they charge from the employees part of the premium. So it's not, you know, corporate book seems easy, mm-hmm. it's not that simple. On the government scheme, specifically on Ishvan uh, or something, see, another day, they're Listed surgical cover effectively and government through various policy initiatives, control payout. As Sanjay said, do they continue, don't they continue? They, also, it's not about continue? they also change rules of the game in between. So they said something can be done in private, they change it to public sector if they see payouts. So that retail is still the best business for the customer in the sense to participate. It's more difficult business to do, it's lifetime, it's more risk, so to be very careful of risk selection. To do right with selection, manage providers well, then you can ease the policy a little. If you're not doing that, all the restrictions end up in the policy and not as a, at acceptance or. So it's a balance. The restriction on the policy will reflect what you're doing at entry. So if That's right. entry, then you tend to have a more liberal policy and uh, it will work out that way. So the products, you can't generalize saying one is better than the other. If I'm a customer buying a better or buying a retail product, but I'll get more. feed. let's say there's initial P.D. or something waiting period. I'm more likely to get a larger portion of my private product than in an employer employer RSB. Aishman, any fixed payouts, right? So providers are restricted. There's an out of network payment, so actually it's more restrictive than. Okay. In okay. Factor, I think the good part which we are seeing. Now, is, you know, a lot of people are pessimistic and very optimistic. There's much more engagement with providers now than, let's say, 20 years back, 10 years back, 5 years back. It might seem okay. like a lot of haggling, it might seem a lot of pushing and pulling, but that's the right thing. At least we're engaging with the right party. You know, They are providers of the service, we payers of the service. So we need to ensure together that the customer doesn't suffer because of the complexity of the product. We're not going to make health insurance, any less complicated, what we can do is it's uncomplicated for the customer and all sure. the complex is out by us and the hospital. You know, if you can create sure. that structure, the complexity goes away.
1: Got it. Uh, Babadosh, I want your opinion. Now uh, we were talking about these external factors that you need to address in order to um, uh, widen the coverage and, you know, sort of remove the exclusions that we have right now in retail products so, given the fact that health insurance not doesn't operate uh, by itself, you know you are actually paying bills, you're paying hospital bills, which is an unregulated entity. There are other external factors as well, which is why, you know, uh, insurers have built in uh, exclusions and caveats and all of that. In order to make health insurance more comprehensive, what are the external factors that should change? Uh, do you have a view on that? So the single most
2: important one is what you mentioned. Uh, personally, I know only two products which are not consumed either in the manufacturer's space or the buyer's space. Everything else is either consumed in one of their spaces. One is motor insurance, the other is health insurance, where the consumption happens in a third-party space, which is either a garage or a hospital. And that's why health insurance becomes a very, very uh, you know, additionally complex subject. One, the third, third party space is a hospital, healthcare itself is an extremely complex ecosystem. It's a complex subject. There is a tremendous information asymmetry between a hospital, uh, a healthcare, uh, the, the healthcare providers and the consumer. And uh, it is also true, there is a information asymmetry between the healthcare provider and even the insurance. Because insurers inherently are not as invested into understanding medicine as a healthcare provider is. That makes the whole subject complex. And the second level of complexity is added on top of health. Is the whole policy wordings, terms, conditions, whether regulated, standardized, non-standardized. It's at the end of the day, what has been done is standardized and not simplified. So what we are saying is, we have made it consistent and standard, but we are not saying it is simple at any point, right? If you read through the standard, it's also it's fairly complex at that level. So there are two levels of complexity associated. Now, any simplification in any of these actually is a big imperative to, you know, auger growth. Either we okay. make the policy terms and conditions simple. If I take a wild and bad examples always make the case better is if I could bring out a policy and say that every healthcare expense is payable under my policy, no exclusion, no waiting period, nothing. That makes it very simple. Customer don't have to bother about what healthcare is accessed. Or I make the healthcare side simpler. Uh, it may be restrictive or not, but I say any surgery that you do is covered. Right. Then also it becomes simpler. And these are important external environment things from a healthcare point of view. That is very very important. Now, healthcare is not just complex as a subject to understand, but it is a prerequisite for health insurance. No financing works when excess is not there at all. Right. And in that sense, it is complex and evolving. Every six months, one year, the newer procedures, newer drugs and newer equipment that come in continue to add a level of complexity. Right. That's right. Evolution doesn't mean it is simple. And every new introduction of this nature brings in substantial level of complexity because now the choice architecture available to the customer and how it is exercised become. Let me give you an example. And this is some year back. A new technology called knife got introduced. From a hospital's point of view, it is a regular you know, attempt that modern and more comprehensive and more complex care at the same level is brought to the consumer, which is a patient in that case, right? But because it is complex, one is to understand, is it indicated or not? And this whole subject about indication is a very, very complex subject, right? And there goes the simplicity and clarity, whatever standardization you do. Unless that is made simple, example of that simplification would be public funded schemes like NHS and most of Europe would have somebody who does it for them.
1: You know, what about India? IIDA like... I did recommend in their. Uh, I remember there was a health uh, health insurance report recently, as recent as 2018, uh, on the basis of which these regulations have come. They had recommended an HTA, you know, Health Technology Assessment Committee. What's happening to that committee? Are we seeing any light on that front? Uh,
2: I don't know. Is there something happening, first of all? But I am also aware that the Ministry of Health created a Department of Health Research, a sub-department within it, which actually published a few you know, position statement equivalents, uh, assessing few uh, procedures and, and diagnosis. But uh, I don't think it has moved in the direction and at a speed that was designed. I don't think a health technology assessment committee has been constituted as yet. That was a, a positive you know, step towards a positive direction, right? So, that external environment is largely healthcare delivery system. The second is we are introducing more and more facility, which is making it more and more complex as well. For example, let me refer to wellness. Now we have introduced wellness as a you know a geography into health insurance without actually defining what wellness is. Right? So these are elements that continue to evolve, adding layers of complexity, some of these actually work in a definitional element first before introduction of a benefit coverage or guidelines or, or or regulations around that so these are some external environments and external and treating as anything beyond the health insurance companies uh, who do business in health insurance whether or, or, or health specific right so these are certain things that are very very important